Hey, did you know that in London, England, an organization uh, exists from which a person can obtain, if they desire it, a certificate of de-baptism? Not, not a certificate of baptism, but the opposite of that. Um, if you've been baptized in a church and you say, hey, I want to renounce that. I, I want to erase baptism from my life. Listen, all you have to do is go online, submit some personal information. You pay a $4.50 fee. You push a button on your computer and boom, just like that, you've got this certificate saying you're no longer baptized. Th- this is interesting to me. Since its inception in 2009, the National Secular Society of England has sold over a thousand of these every single week. So, so that means as of this podcast at the beginning of 2022, about 625,000 individuals have purchased just such a certificate. I, I find that to be absolutely disturbing. I'm going to welcome you back to our God Size Living podcast. We took a little break over Christmas, and you know what? I pray your family just had a great celebration of his, of his birth. This is our first podcast back. We're entering a new year, and... Um, I kind of debated putting this particular topic on as our, our first topic of the new year, but you know, it's, it's part of the, of the fifth chapter of Daniel. I became convinced this is, this is something we need to talk about. Uh, so today we're going to wrestle a little bit with a topic that's always kind of gnawed at me, uh, theologically, namely the topic of blasphemy. It's kind of interesting. The term blasphemy actually comes from the Greek language. These are technically two words. Uh, that are kind of glued together to form our word blasphemy. Um, The first half of the word is the Greek term blas, uh, which means, translated, to injure. So I always think of it like this, a blast or a blast will injure you. Um, This isn't any kind of blast, however. It's one that comes from, and this is the second uh, half of the word in Greek, our rhema, literally our words. So think about it. This is a blast that comes from the words that you speak when you put them together. What's happening? A person is trying to blast God or at least blast his believers. He's saying, get your your faith off my back. I don't believe. So some questions that this raises for me, you know, when, when actually does a person commit this sin, blasphemy? How is it related to what we call the unforgivable sin? And then, you know what, when someone professes that there's no God, does it automatically mean that they've blasphemed? What kind of got me thinking about this again, because it's it's been in my mind many times, is kind of the recent rash of high-profile individuals uh, during uh, 2020, 2021, who resigned their faith. Kind of heard, heard this first from a, uh, a couple named Lincoln Rett, uh, if you don't know the name, they have a podcast uh, called Ear Biscuits. Uh, over the years, parents have actually told me, hey, I'm glad my kids listen to them. They've been a Christian influence. But um, in 2021, uh, they both publicly on, on their podcast walked away from the faith. And they're not alone. Uh, Joshua Harris, Christian author and pastor, uh, walked away from his faith. Marty Sampson. Um, out of Hillsong, a, a music Christian music group, said, you know what, I'm done with faith. And as, as I started listening to these names, I remember thinking, what in the world is going on? What, what's happened to these people? And, and while I'm thinking about that, here comes uh, to my mind this fifth chapter of the book of Daniel. 
uh, I think it helps here. I want you to remember that just before our, our Christmas break, we turned to the first part of chapter 5 in Daniel and met this new king, Belshazzar. And what's he doing? He's living a lie. This chapter has just stuck with me. I, I hope it does with you. In fact, my challenge is always allow this scripture to create some space inside of you uh, for some of the, the Holy Spirit's best work. Psalm 139, verse 23, David uh, cries out, Search me, O God, and know my heart. And I've always been struck by this, that the, the Hebrew word for heart is different than our English word. Uh, the Hebrew word is lobe, L-O-B, lobe. It's actually not the heart at all. You know what it is? Our bowels, our inner self. So the symbol's meant to convey this reality, that most of us were good at keeping our, our personal self deeply buried. In fact, so deeply, we don't let other people see inside of us. And, and I'm going to be honest, sometimes we don't allow ourselves to see who we truly are. We, we say, I, I don't want to go there. Here, David says, invite the Spirit of God to go there. Uh, David says, try me, try my inner self, know my thoughts. And, and honestly, every single time I do this, something happens. You know, God in his grace uh, comes to me and, and he'll say, Luke, here's a part of your life I want to change. It's, it's healthy uh, to do that. Uh, not to, to live a lie. Well, that's where we meet Belshazzar. He's living this, this lie, and his lie is, is lived out publicly. He brings his nobles and his leaders together, uh, and he, he begins to put on this um, drunken orgy. Uh, meanwhile, the armies of the Medo-Persian Empire are swooping down on Babylon. Uh, They're going to to just tear Babylon apart. But what does Belshazzar say? Uh, he's standing before his nobles and his words to them are, hey, don't worry, we've got things under control. So I'm just going to read here uh, the first four verses of chapter five of Daniel. Uh, I always read out of the ESV, pick, pick whatever version you want, but I do want to just pray, you know, Lord, would you give us some insight uh, through these words? So, so here are the words. It says, King Belshazzar made a great feast for a thousand of his lords. He drank wine in front of the thousand. When he had tasted the wine, he commanded that the vessels, this is important, the vessels of gold and silver that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem be brought, that the king and his lords, his wives, his concubines might drink from them. Then they brought in the golden vessels that had been taken out of the temple, the house of God in Jerusalem, and the kings and the lords, his wives, his concubines drank from them. They drank wine and they praised the gods of gold and silver and bronze and iron and wood and stone. So I want you to just process this with me. What's going on here? Um, Belshazzar's brought together his lords, his wives, concubines. We don't know how many of those there were. Um, but here's what, here's what we do know. We know that Belshazzar made sure that there was plenty of alcohol to go around along with Israel's covenantal vessels. So what does that mean? So you have to go back to the very beginning of the book, to chapter one, where Nebuchadnezzar is coming into Israel and overthrowing Israel. And remember with me, one of the first things that he did was uh, to demonstrate his power over the Jewish nation, 
he took captive not only the temple, but uh, the temple vessels that would have been used by the priests uh, in sacrificial services. So where have they been all this time? The most likely answer is they've been stored. These vessels have been stored with other treasures that Babylon has taken from other nations. Now, Belshazzar not only retrieves them, but uses them for an orgy for the rulers of Babylon, all in an effort to convince them that Babylon is safe, that they will not be overthrown. So you have to ask the question, is this blasphemy? Are these actions a blasphemy against the God of Israel, our God? So I think there's a distinction in order here uh, between what I'm going to call outward blasphemy and inner or heart-bound blasphemy. This, this is important to me. Outward blasphemy is, of course, to go back to the, the etymology of the word itself, actions one takes outwardly to indicate a rejection of Jesus. It's telling, but is it absolute? It's indicative, but is it imperative? So I'll use an example here. When I was doing some research for this podcast, I actually went online and I viewed a website that was developed uh, to, to provide a place for individuals who wanted to reject their baptism to, to do that online. It's, it's hard to watch. It, it really is. Most of these um, people online were, were young, not all, but most of them. Many of them seemed angry. Uh, their words outwardly were without question blasphemy. Uh, they're rejecting their baptism and Jesus as Lord. Uh, sometimes they would scream in their microphones, I don't need God. I don't want God. I don't acknowledge Jesus. And, and I'm, I'm listening to these and I'm thinking, are these people lost forever? I mean, is this it for them? Have they, have they sinned against the Holy Spirit in a way that cannot be reversed? So the, the answer that I came up with is, well, no, I really don't believe that. Uh, do I believe their outward words are blasphemy? Yeah, yeah they are. Uh, but I also know this, that the spirit of God is greater uh, than the spirit of this world. This, the spirit of God works through the scriptures. And remember, the Bible says that, that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates us. And I think that the word of God is able to reach, even turn around people who've committed the outward act of blasphemy. But, but there's another deeper sense of the word that I, I consider more, more dangerous. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's what Jesus speaks to in Mark chapter 3, verses 28 to 30, when he says, and I want you to just listen to these words, Truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of men and whatever blasphemies they utter that can be forgiven. That's outward blasphemy. But get this, whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, never, but is guilty of eternal sin. So you can hear the difference. Jesus is speaking about, I believe, not just outward, but inward Blasphemy. It occurs when a person in their heart, their, their loathe, rejects God as their Redeemer. And, it, and it, you cannot see it with human eyes, but it is plainly visible to the Spirit of God. So do I believe that what's happening in, in Daniel chapter 5, as we watch Belshazzar's actions, 
uh, they certainly are outward blasphemy. But is it is it blasphemy against the Spirit of God? And in this case, I I, I would answer yes. I, I do believe that. Yet even in his case, I've got to say um, that our God uh, truly wants to use uh, even what happens to Belshazzar. Is, is it too late for him? Yes, but he wants to use it to bring Israel back to himself. So it leads us kind of back to those individuals that we began with today um, who've walked away from their faith. Uh, Rhett and Link, the Hillsong singer. Um, maybe, maybe someone you love. Is it too late for them? Have they committed the unforgivable sin? So I think there's, there's three things that we have to know. And number one, outward signs of blasphemy, they're, they're not good. I think we have to take them seriously. Uh, when we see someone who's beginning to walk away from their faith, there should absolutely be no part of us that says, oh, you know, oh, well, it's just a phase. They'll, they'll be back. I, I think we have to view what's happening uh, to that person through a lens of scripture that says, look, this is, this is nothing short of warfare for a soul. I think we have to believe that. Second truth is, at the same time, I think we have to know that it's because I can't know for certain what's happening in a person's heart at the heart level. I have to commit myself all out to prayer and, and witness to those who are outwardly rejecting Jesus. Again, know, know what we're up against. Uh, as Paul says, not simply flesh and blood enemies, but spiritual ones that want to separate a soul for eternity. I think we have to remember that. Then number three, uh, finally, I think we have to know that uh, we follow a God who fights for us. When I'm walking with someone who seems to be leaving the faith, I know I'm in a battle. I can't win. But the Spirit of God can. So let me ask you this question before we close. Um, who, is, who am I talking about in your life? Uh, who is it? I shared with you earlier that I really debated taking this topic on as our first podcast of the new year because it's a hard one. I mean, at the beginning of a new year, we, we tend to think you're supposed to be positive, upbeat, you know, talk about goals, fulfilling your dreams. This, this topic of people walking away from the faith seems kind of like a downer, but I, I chose to move forward with it. And, and here's why. Um, I think that we, we all do have dreams and goals at the beginning of a new year. That's, that's great. Uh, whether it's exercising, losing weight, reading more, taking a class, getting a degree, it, it doesn't matter. In the end, if there's one thing that I want to pay most attention to in this new year, it is the battle for souls going on in our world today. If there's one goal that I want to lift up, as our highest goal for 2022. Uh, it has to be the goal of giving ourselves to God, of joining in him and his mission to bring souls to himself, including the souls of those who are struggling and maybe feel like they're walking away from the faith. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this year. We've got a lot of great podcasts I've been working on, uh, just some, some new material for us. We'll continue to make our way through the book of Daniel. Um, my prayer is this podcast is, is serving you well. 
Uh, in this new year, I'm just going to ask, think of, think of one person that you could share this podcast with, and I, I hope that I hope that you will. Uh, in the meantime, I want you to know that I've been praying for you. I felt your prayers. I thank you for praying for me. Um, this podcast is a delight uh, to be able to do, and I look forward to it uh, each week. Mm-hmm.